1: You live for the game of rugby. You eat, drink, sleep and dream of the game. You train for it, plan for it, run, lift, sweat for the game. So don't miss the game. NPRO. Neurological protection with Defentex technology. The only rugby headgear that reduces impact force to the head by up to 75%. You live for the impact you'll make, not the impact you take. Go to mprosports.com.
0: Yes, we've reached new heights. We're at the top of the game now. Scotland skipper Andy Robertson. Thanks very much for coming on. Mate.
1: Not a problem. Not a
0: problem. By the way, what a graft to get him on. Honestly, what a graft. <laughs> it's been hard work. Now I know how my missus felt when she was trying to get me a go to go. <laughs> I
1: wish I was the same as me, but no. Did you chase yours I chased Chester.
0: For about I can a year. Tell me, uh. <laughs> um, now it's good to get you on because obviously I've interviewed a lot of people, but. Never interviewed somebody with a big final experience, you know, Iron Brew Cup final, Champions League <laughs> final. They big games, mate. They're hard, aren't they? Aye, big games are hard. Big games. We got, a, we got, we can Iron Brew at half time in our game. He's getting
1: into that. Nah, it was none. No Jaffa cakes, Iron Brew. You remember. still got
0: a bit to go to get there, mate. All right, keep going. <laughs> um, right, Scotland heroes. Scotland captain now, which is amazing, man. Um, what was the first Scotland team you remember growing up, and who were your heroes for that, for
1: that era? It was probably when we were growing up, obviously, you had John Collins and that when I was really young, but there um, was probably more faddy and stuff, to be fair, when I was growing up. That was the team we watched, you know, with Faddy and Gary we're, Caldwell. And, he can't say Fade, but he'll love that. I know, I know, but <laughs> I remember watching him, you know, obviously the goal against France and all that, Ferrari, that was um, probably Scotland's biggest goal at that time, and mm. that was the team we watched. And, um, you know, obviously now to have him as a coach is good, but... Um, I won't say too much about him because does he still
0: bring up new goals and stuff? Aye, like aye. all the
1: time. Thinks he can still play. Just joined <laughs> in and trading and that, but hangs a bit overweight now.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, other heroes. Obviously, grew up a Celtic fan. was it Henry, was Henrik Larsson the third Larson.
1: Larsson. was massive. One every Celtic fan back in that day was was Larsson. Obviously, UEFA you know, Cup final, scoring two goals and the goal against Rangers. It was the amount of goals he scored. But you know we had a good team back then, didn't we? So. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of good players like Libo and all that that we looked up to, but Larson was the one for everyone.
0: Because, uh, and I heard you say that before, but somebody told me that you used to run a bit with a Mo Camara top on and a tuba <laughs> grip over your arm. <laughs> <laughs> but was it, was it was it was it always left back that you used to play?
1: No. Um, when I was at Celtic, when I was younger, I played uh, I played centre mid, and then I moved over to left mid, and then I moved back to left back. So usual full back, and it we've all started somewhere else. So. When I was really young, I played up front a bit, but I was always centre mid more when I was younger. Did you not want to play left back? No, I didn't mind it. See, I preferred left back than left mid. Left, left back I preferred because I preferred running from deep, that's why I liked centre mid um, when I was younger, but I think they realised that um, you know, I was probably out with my depth and I thought he'd just push me back out of left back. Stick him at left back. Exactly, stick him at left back, he's <laughs> all right. But um, no, I really enjoyed it when I was younger, but uh, slowly but surely fell back.
0: Who else did you come through with, Yeah.
1: We had uh, Marcus Fraser, who's oh, right. uh, Ross County, yeah. County, Joe Chalmers, uh, Inverness, Inverness now. Is, right, okay. Um John Heron who's went down he went down to Blackpool Um Jay Fulton, Swansea. Right. So our, our team was actually quite bad. obviously Islam. Um how was he as a character? Aye, golden boy, obviously. Um, you know, Celtic done everything um, for him and rightly so, he won every game for us. Was he good? Us. Oh, f- unbelievable. He won every game for us, really. Um, you know, scoring hat-tricks all the time and I think he's still at Chelsea, actually, so it'll be interesting to see what he's happens. He's been there bit. for about
0: 15 years, is not he? I know, yeah, he's been down there a long time. <laughs> like, I remember
1: when um, he left down there and, um, you know, obviously Celtic were gutted to lose him, but I think he couldn't quite turn it down, so um, fair play to him there, but... It's maybe not quite worked out the way he wanted it, but um, you know I'm sure we'll see him along the way. Who was it that was was uh, at, set, like, at the at times? It Tommy Burns. It was Tommy Burns was um, right up till probably when we were I was maybe twelve, thirteen, and then to, uh, Tommy obviously went up to the he was assistant manager one um and he left, and then we had you remember Tony Taylor came in for a wee bit,
0: How t- oh, and then, he, t- and then he
1: left to Canada again, and then Chris mccart came in just at the back end, so. Tommy and Tony were, were different class, especially with me you know I loved them both and Tommy was from the same area as me so I always used to see my my brother and his son used to play against each other so I always used to see him at the parks on Sunday and that and I was used to chat so um, you know he was massive for me at a young age. And how did you find it coming through an ca- at the academy? It was good, enjoyed it. You know, you know what it's like, it's like a lot of perks have been like we were ball boys, you not know, for the big games, loved it. Do you know what I mean?
0: Remember I, any game in particular that you I um the
1: was it? Barcelona, I was uh, I was not the Tony Watt one, the one before it. Um I can't remember what the final score was. But we used to get split up. Um and uh, AC Milan had done as well, so it was a lot of big games. Do you know what I mean, Man United as well. When Boruch saved the, uh, uh, the Bernd, aye. um So we got a lot of big games, and we obviously went on the middle pitch and waved the big flag and all that before the game. So it was it brilliant for all of us, but. Um, you know, obviously playing myself, that was the kind of stuff that you kind of got. See, when you were in the Champions League final, just quickly, did you ever, did you think back to that time when you used to? No, when when I first played in the Champions League, because my, my first appearance was Porto away, and I remember looking at the flyer, I'm thinking, I used to do that. And it's of <laughs> the wee guys go that <laughs> way, and then um, it brought back memories. But we used to love it, and uh, used to go for the wee trial on the night before. No, I was couldn't get it wrong, but um, <laughs> that was good. Brilliant, mate. Uh, Getting let go. Did you expect it to come, or were you a bit surprised? Um. If you'd said probably early in the season, I would have been surprised. But when Chris McCart came in, I was playing centre mid the whole the whole season, and then as he came in, I get kind of moved over to left um, left mid, and I'd never played left mid for for Celtic. So then the last two months, I kind of had to be inclined that you know I wasn't maybe for him, and um, you know wasn't going as planned. It was still probably a wee bit of a um, a surprise. But when they told me, then you know when you look back on it, you go, Right the signs were there. Do you know what I mean? But you were mm-hmm. maybe just not maybe not old enough to kind of see it but the signs were there and um, you know for whatever reason it just never worked out but you know it was uh, it was his opinion and uh, you know I took it on the chin. Can you remember that feeling of getting told? Oh it was terrible I remember my, obviously you had it as well you went in the meetings with your oh, mum and, things, and you, uh-huh. you go and sit down and and, you know, just when they say it, it's just no nice. Say, you can't can't put it in a nice way, but it was the two coaches I had for two years, and they'd, you know, I could see they were kind of gutted telling me, do you know what I mean? And um, then then when you go home, it kind of settles in that wee bit more, and it's it's hard, it's hard to get over telling all your mates and all your family mm-hmm. and that. But it's one of the things that happens all up and down the country, whatever team. But it's always hard when it's uh, you know the team that you've supported. So what did you do after you have been released? Was
0: it was there a period of sitting about the house, or was it straight straight away trying to find a new team?
1: Well, obviously it was at the end of the season so, you know, we were still at school when school holidays came about and I went away on holiday um, and then I actually went to the exit, there was exit trials at Tory Glen. Um, I went to them and um, so I played that and you know a couple of teams were, were phoning and stuff but I was just, you know, going away enjoying my summer and that and then, Queen's Park had, had phoned us and I've always said it to the coaches that phoned me, I was never like, you know I mean, you don't exactly go, wow Queen's Park, when <laughs> I've, but I was, no disrespect to them, but that was what it was and obviously I used to Celtic not, but you know, the, I said, do you know what, I'll come down for a session when I get back from holiday and from the first session I loved it to be fair, I knew a couple of the boys that were there and I loved it um, and then I ended up signing probably the week after I think. And who was the coach Yeah. Uh, Graeme Connell was his name. Um, he ended up being assistant manager at one point as well. Not not when I was there, but he was brilliant um, at the start. But the first season I had at Queens Park, it was shocking. I, oh, it was terrible. And why
0: was that
1: still the effect of getting released? I don't I don't know what it was. I, I grew quite a lot in that. and I mean obviously getting released from sale and all that? And then I think it was all just playing in my mind and you know stuff like that. But it was um, first season I was shocking because the following season we ended up. I don't know if you remember, but Queens Park managed to go in the SPL like with the youths so they were right. playing the Rangers, Rangers right, okay. but we had two teams because one had to play in the SFL because it was a competitive league under 17s and I went down to the SFL team um, just because they were saying that so you weren't even in the no I wasn't even in the top team no I wasn't in the top team so and then during that season that's when I'd played um, I played left back um, and I just kind of found my position and um, you know I settled in and since that moment I, I don't think I've looked back I see when, see when you were still going
0: at Queen's Park that look
1: was there ever a thought I, I could chuck you? I never wanted to chuck it because I always enjoyed football, but the what like I didn't think, you know, I probably never thought at that point this is gonna go the way it's the way it went. But um because even in that team I was playing left mid. Um and the uh, boy I played with Celtic was playing left back, we BJ, Um and then he got he get put up to the SBL team. And that's the only uh, reason you got put to I ball? got put back to left back for one game against Stirling Albion. I remember it away Friday night and I scored a goal. And all that, and then I've just, I, he got moved up when I played left back for the whole season, and um, probably by the end of that season, I kind of took over most of the. Like I played the, 19, the with the nineteens the last two or three games, just because they seen the way I was kind of progressing. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was going well then, but. F- the first season of it, it was shocking
0: I wanted to ask you um, you played for the Spiders was it just a coincidence you had that spider leg fringe as well
1: <laughs> it was only when I it was only when I met my missus I knew what gel was <laughs> used to have the driest barn ever so yeah, I was I look back at pictures and my missus canes before for it you used to have long and it was oh it was terrible but was look bit, at you now mate you're I, looking gorgeous now absolutely gorgeous so
0: um, when did you start to get training in the first team and
1: Involved the side. so we we done that, so I was with the 16s, and then I went down uh, with the 17s in the SFL, and then had one year at 19s, so and then we went up with the 19s, and obviously we were the younger of the 19s, but I played most games, and then on a Monday, you used to play with the reserves, and then the following season, I went away to, I went away, it was sixth year holiday, so I went away with Malia, Um with all my boys, and <laughs> um the, gaffer phoned, and the gaffer, and gaffer phoned me, and I'm like... Like I never had his number I was like oh. Hello, like, it's Gardner Spears I'm like right and he's uh, he's like I want you to come away next week to Largs because I used to go four days to Largs for a wee training camp and it was the day after I get back from Mali so oh, pff- no. hanging I, I was trying to get a flight back I phoned my mum and I was like I need a flight back but it was all connecting flights and it cost a fortune my mum and I was like you can't pay it Like you just need to be careful of that but obviously you're on a lad's holiday do you, know what I mean? you don't let up so, but I was flying in pre-season they wouldn't have told they wouldn't have been able to Noticed, but I was flying in pre preseason. The so fishbowl's work workmate. <laughs> I know exactly. So keep trying that. I think. How was Gardner? He could be an angry wee guy, couldn't he? Gardner Spears. I could lose his temper, but that season went well for us. Um, and he didn't. The only time he lost it was when we got put out of the playoffs yeah. against Peterhead. So see when
0: you oh, Peterhead. No, so see when team. you go up to the,
1: the the first team, did you did you fit in right away? Did you feel uh, this is the level I should be playing it? Um, it was obviously I was. Do you know I mean, I was young and I was. Do you know I mean it was like the first time probably I'd been in a team more like men basically, do you know what I mean? And then it took it did probably take a couple of weeks to settle in, but there was a couple of young lads that came up with the nineteens with us. Um so it was made a wee bit easier, but once you got the initiation song and that out, uh, it was alright. So How were
0: the men, were you in the dressing
1: room? They were brilliant. They looked after us as if they were like if, if if we were wee brothers to them, do you know what I mean? Especially me, they were they were different class with me. Um and they always looked out for me and um, you know, they they told us off when, you know, in the game and that, when we making mistakes, of course, but it was always forgotten about and, you know, I mean, it was different kettle of fish, but it was brilliant. I loved that team because uh, we had a lot of good players, but it was, we got on really well, which is, which was quite rare, so
0: uh, That tweet gets brought up all the time. <laughs> uh, what,
1: so were what, you looking for a job then? Uh-huh? No, it was fine. I was looking for a job and the boy at Queen's Park, Andy McGlynn, actually ended up giving me one. So that's how I worked in the kit, a kit room at Scotland and... Um oh, did I, you do
0: the kit? Is I done the they? kit I had
1: done the kit for three, four months with what doing now so I done the kit for uh, the first team? Aye, I done yeah. it with the first team for the first three, four months and then I gave it up when I moved to Dundee United Brilliant um, With Queen's Park at that time
0: Rangers got put into the third division Did that maybe help you as well because they were, games were, a lot of games were on the tele- television as well, weren't they?
1: Massive help it just... It just worked so well for, for all the lads. I mean, if you see the season I left Queen's Park, there was about nine or ten of us moved. Obviously, I got a good move to Dundee United, but a lot of them got, you know, part-time that was really good for the job that they had out with it. So it worked for all of us, I think. The, I think we had, did we have two or three games against them on telly? So obviously people would have seen it. But I remember speaking to Jackie about it when I first signed with Dundee United. And I was like, was it the Rangers games? And he's like, no, could we played Partick Thistle? one of the first games of the season in the cup and he was like i seen you then and I kept an eye on you and I was going to sign you for Queen, uh, Partick Fist in January and then I knew Dundee United was happening so he, he left us to it and um, and that's how it came about but I think the Rangers games helped massively yeah. How
0: were the Rangers games? Do you look forward to
1: I met the first one at Ibrox we went there to of the league we were one point clear of them and we were we were one nil down and I had a glorious chance, I don't know if, if uh, people sure bring it up because my brother brings it up to me all the time, I've, <laughs> I've managed to get through and I've, I've played about 3 one twos. So it would have been a brilliant goal and I've ended up, I've shot it, I've, I've ended up falling <laughs> over the ball and I remember the pitcher, Neil Alexander hits it with me, catch it with his calf but oh, I was gutted after the game because we ended up beating 2 nil. but the games were... Games against them were different class. I mean, especially at Hamden when they brought thirty thousand. That was the first time we'd experienced playing in the, like that crowd. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was a good experience for all of us. So Queens Park never went up because of you that year, all right? <laughs> Pretty much. <I> mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there must have been some characters. So how does a Queens Park part-time dressing room
0: compare to a, a Liverpool dressing
1: room? Oh, completely different. Do you know what I mean it's? Thanks. Ah, it's, yeah. it's, it's completely different, but. Do you mean, it's uh, probably nights out are a bit different. No, our Christmas do was brilliant. We went to Newcastle after... Who did we play? Dan in a way. And it was, it was brilliant. I remember... Um we obviously had all the carry-outs in our bags walking in and somebody <laughs> dropped their bags. Uh, the kit man was throwing the bags in. We're like, watch, watch. Because obviously is. there was bottles in that. <laughs> and two cans burst open and one of the big centre-mids was drinking it because he <laughs> couldn't put it away. <laughs> that was before the game. Luckily, I was on the bench. Hang. But that set, that set the tone, do you know what I mean? And, um, but the nights out we had with him we were, were brilliant. But like I said, Stephen, like travelling back and that, like Gardner was... We never really drank coming back from games or anything, but just being together with them and all that, just some of the stories they could tell were, were brilliant, but it was a really good experience having all them. I still, I still talk to most of them, to be fair.
0: Great times. Uh, so when did you know about the United Interest?
1: I knew about it um, probably about February, March. Um, I knew there was a couple of SPL teams um, sniffing around because um, I went up, because I went to, I met Jackie at St Andrews um, before I signed and he was just showing me about the place and said what he could do and I went up and met I went to St Johnson's last game of the season when I think they'd qualified for Europe then um, and I'd spoke to Tommy Wright but Tommy greatest Wright greatest manager in the world yeah but Tommy Wright didn't know he was getting a job then Um, it was still Steve Lomas um, and he couldn't quite tell me do you know what I mean so I remember sitting in his office but when I sat down with Jackie, cause he was a full back and and all that, um, just the way he spoke to me, I knew that Dundee United was the kind of place for me, and I wanted to go there, and um, I was pretty set on it from from day one, really. And did he tell you you'd play straight away, or was it no? No, he says, look, I'll, um, you know, obviously we'll sign you. We'll, you know, we'll see how it is. We'll, we'll probably sign another left back. Um,
0: um, Anyhow, we're going to sign
1: another like Yeah, that, well, we had we had Graham Carey. Remember Graham oh, Carey? Oh, good player, yeah, Carey. Yeah, we had huh? uh, we had him on loan. Uh, um, sorry, on trial for pre-season. And luckily, the Gaffer had kind of played me in a couple of games. and I'd done really well, uh, starting and ended up not signing Graham Carey because going into the season, I remember the Gaffer telling me says, "Look, we're not going to sign um, Graham. I'm, you know, we think you're." You're gonna be the start and Sean Dillon could cover us and, and stuff like that. So so we had cover there. Um and they ended up not signing him. So uh, I think he went to Ross County um instead. So I think he was gutted. But um you know, obviously I just I just knew if I could hit the ground running then it could totally work out for me.
0: Is that what Jack is good at, giving you confidence?
1: Yeah, of course. Like I remember even the first day I walked in and I walked into the the youth team changing room. Jackie spoke about it a few times, about because I just didn't expect anything. Do you know what I mean I start? I expected to start the youths and then try and build my way up. And the gaffer came looking for me. He came in and he's like, Andy, you're in. Like go in there. Do you know what I mean? So i have walked into the first team changing room. I'm scared to look at anyone. You Not know I mean sitting in between and. Um, I remember sitting in between John Suter and Goldie, and I thought they were just, I just thought they didn't like me at the start, but I didn't know they were. That was the first time in the, the changing in the room. room. Uh, so they weren't speaking to that because we ended up sharing a flat, do you know what I mean? So we ended up becoming really close. But first week, I said, were, You were harsh on me. <laughs> Never spoke to me enough nothing. I was in there, but uh, no, it was brilliant. And then that's when I knew I had a chance, When the first day when I was in there, and that gave me confidence straight away, do you know what I mean? So it, it always started quite well. I'm not going to ask for any stories in that flat. No. I feel like men <laughs> behaving badly. Um, <laughs>
0: How big was the step up the Queen's Park to Dundee United? Because as you say, some great players at the
1: club at that time. Eh? It was big, but the thing for me was the the crucial thing for me was full time football. Do you mean? And I, I, when I was at Queen's Park, I, I had awkward conversations with Gardiner because Gardner was trying to hold on to me. And I told, I remember I told him, I says I'm going. I says I'm going to Dundee United. And um, the lads were in training the Monday, and he phoned me. He says Where are you? And I says I'm signing with Dundee United. tomorrow <laughs> I'm like he just because he wanted me to stay another year. He's like Do you mean it's your first year? I think, a second year at Queen's Park, which he could have been right. But I was like, no, I need full-time football. I need to be training every day. I can't turn down this opportunity and all that. And even training with, the, with all the lads helped me massively. And that's why um, I think I managed to hit the ground running in the SPL. Because we had the pre-season games against good teams. And, and then we had, obviously, me training for four or five weeks full-time. And then I just hit the ground running against this. So I, I didn't look back. Who impressed you straight away United? And think Gaz, GMS, was the one. Was he? During, um, before I went there, obviously, he was on showboat every week this season before, wanted he flicking over people's heads and that? And you get that in tra- they get to you in training? No, yeah, I think he, he tried it first day. I remember that. I managed to slide tackle him. I was buzzing with myself. I was <laughs> texting my mum down that, saying that's you know, it's just like... <laughs> but, no, but Gaz and Stu, were all, uh, Stu, they were both obviously highly spoke of when, um, you know, Johnny Russell just left and... He just went to Derby, but they two were probably the main the main boys, and um, you know Gold and John were just coming through, but they two were the main ones, and um, you know they were they were very good that season. To be fair, uh, do you remember your SPL debut? Yeah, Partick Thistle Friday night. I Remember it because Jackie was going back to Thistle, right. so it was the first game of the season, um, and we were the first game, so we were Friday night and. I remember getting told that it was starting so it was a local game for all my family and that so I managed to get them all in my my grand and granddad live in Maryhill so it was easy well, for them they, right? Aye, so they all they all came along and um, we drew 0-0 I think it was drew 0-0 David Goodwill he, that was his first game back think he missed about three sitters he was gutted after the game but <laughs> um, all the focus was on him so it was fine it took all the pressure off me so I was alright Was there any doubts in your mind about playing at that level or did you, did you think I can play here? I th- I didn't know if I could play there, but I thought, do you know what, I'm going to get a go. And that's, that's the attitude I took. I just took it in training and, and then going into games, I thought, do you know what, I'm playing with good players and, and that always helps. And after the first game, that gave me confidence because I, I played well in that game and um, I thought, do you know what, I can, play it. I can play at this level. But you always then think, you know, Fissel just get promoted that season. So you think, you know, we're maybe playing one of the worst teams we've no played Celtic and Hearts and all that at this time. And so it was, it was a wee bit... Um, you know it was a wee bit like that but once once you start building on games you know it's like you're just building confidence and um, and then you know it just comes like spread and butter really in it uh-huh. Was the
0: football that Jackie played at Dundee United at that time did that help you your game? Because some of the football was excellent Yeah because
1: usually what happened was Stu played on the left but he wanted Stu to always come inside so it just gave me the whole wing really and Stu always re- used to find me and we Goldie used to find me with the ball and, and we played football, do you know what I mean, we got the ball down and played and it it did shoot us because we were all all good players and that's what the gaffer was saying, he was, and Simon and and Jacko were like, you you know, there's no much point in us launching the ball or whatever because we're good players and we've got the midfield so what's the point in bypassing them and, and I always, uh, John Rankin. I think he got me in my move to Hull. Honestly, the amount of time he covered me at left back, I was bombing forward. So he done. I always, I always speak to him, and I think I mean it was down to you because uh-huh. you covered me, and I was never out of position. So <laughs> I was always bombing forward, and then a wee bit slower getting back. Uh, you mentioned there obviously playing Thistle, but was there ever a game that he came up
0: in the SPL that you thought maybe I'm no cut out for a standard? Was there a certain opponent or Something or game?
1: Oh, I had a stinker against the in and way Boxing Day I had an absolute stinker he would had a few Christmas uh, uh, days we, we, <laughs> we could beat 4-1 um, I, rang. I was at fault for two of the goals and oh, it was the worst day of my life honestly but, um, Would, would Jackie pull you up for it? Uh, Jackie spoke to me um, but I, I, after that game a few things had happened um, in my family so it was all forgotten about and I had, to, I had to get rushed off from my family, that's for, that's for another day. But right, yeah. um, it was kind of forgotten about But if it wasn't. Because he did have words with me when I went back and training. I had the next day off and I went in um, the following day and he's like, spoke about the stuff that was going on. And I, he's like, I hope you're all right. And then he, and he sat down about football and he's like, I had a stinker. I was like, you know what? Can I, can I argue with you? I had uh-huh. a stinker. And that was our bad period because then we went to St Johnson away get beat 3-0 and then we get beat in Aberdeen at New Year's 1-0 so that was a bad period we had but other than that it was um, it was good that United
0: You were flying uh, beat Rangers in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup how good was that experience?
1: I what brilliant day um, You fancy yourselves before again? We did you know we did um, the only thing not we were worried about but the only thing that could have went because it was Ibrooks, do you know what I mean and they had I think United maybe brought ten, twelve thousand, 12,000 which was good from them but Rangers had most of the most of the stadium, so we didn't know if that was going to have an effect. But we battered them really from the start. Um, we started really well, and then they get they get sloppy, free kicked back, and then and the deer scored the the old famous goal that he never looked when he put it in, and then you know that was three one. And um, I remember I was on a booking, and as soon as that third goal went, in I went, I've got cramp, get me off because that was if I got a booking, I was that was me done. I'm like get me off I'm playing in the final and the gaffer took me <laughs> off but I think uh, John Rankin was on the book as well and he was fuming because he, he had the same idea but and the I got, subs I, been used uh, I, I, so I was the third sub so I'm like, <laughs> I, like my calf did cramp up but it was only two minutes left I'm like if I make a stupid challenge you know, <laughs> I'd, I'd be gutted missing the final so end ended up getting taken off but it was a brilliant day brilliant. how was the celebrations after it good? brilliant we all went back up to Dundee yeah. Sams and all Liquid at the time Liquid, liquid, liquid yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh. <growing. laughs> what a night out we had um, obviously all the United fans had all travelled down so they were all heading back up and they were all out and you know, when you win, you don't care about, like, jumping about with them. No, obviously, the final um, was a different story, but the semi-final, it was, a, it was a brilliant day. I remember I drove up and I had Goldie and John in the car and uh, our other flatmate, John, Joe McGovern, um, and all four of us just went straight out and we met Stu and all that out. And it, was, it was a brilliant night, to be
0: brilliant. fair. Brilliant. Uh, the final rules of because you were the favourites. Did you feel that pressure going into the game, you think?
1: I don't think... The only pressure we felt was that St Johnson... During the season was was that was the team we all struggled against. We battered them second game of the season four nil at Tannadice, and then the next three games we played we get battered like we get battered off them. We get, we get beat one nil at home, but they dominated us. And then the two at McDermott Park it was I think three or four 0 So I think that's what the Gaffer was worried about, and that's what we were worried about because they did have the beating of us they knew how to play us, and it showed in the final again. But. I've I've watched I watched the final back after it and we had some chances. I remember we Dowser scored the um hit the post um and then Shiftshi had that free kick that the keeper ended up landing on. And these things I just kinda of believe they, like we never got back on level terms, but to be fair to St. Johnson they deserved it and they had the beating of us and I think that they knew it. Do you mm. what I mean I remember going in at half time and they were all bouncing down the tunnel because they'd just scored. And we were all going in and I sat and like we were in the away dressing room we were all sitting there like tripping us and I was like we've got another half here and at that point we should have probably realised we were beat there do you know what I mean because mm-hmm. we were the goal right writing stroke of half time done so much for them and, and killed us really Was that a real low point in your United career after that game? I was the lowest point I do you know what I mean Dundee United was, I look back on it and fond memories but that's my biggest regret because obviously we were favourites we, we should have won it uh, we had the players we had the team to win it Um in terms of the the fans, I think we had about 40,000 at Parkhead and St Johnson only had 20 or whatever, so roles reversed again for the semi-finals. I mean, we had all the fans and to disappoint them all and um, obviously all your family and that are there and you have all the plans to party after it and all that and then it just doesn't it just doesn't happen. And obviously that was my last competitive match, so that was the biggest regret for me.
0: You quickly got over it though, because you'd
1: got the young player of the year, <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah. That had happened before, to be fair. The awards was like two, three, year, uh, two, three months before. Uh, three weeks, probably before the, the final. Um, it was just after the semi-final, I remember it. And it was the Sunday, and me, Goldie and Stu were up. I think Stu, that was Stu's fourth nomination or something, so I think he thought he had a chance. He was raging at me. Because <laughs> right. obviously, Stevie May was up for it, and the guy, um, Peter Martin was presenting it, and he went like, from Dundee United. So I think Stu thought, I've got a chance here. And then he said me, and he was, he was raging. <laughs> but he couldn't hide it, but... Um, I remember I went up on the stage and oh, I was shouting myself because <laughs> Peter Martin asked me, so you've had a good season? I ended up going, yeah, I just gave one more well, dance just... and he took the piss out of me. He's like, <laughs> you need to give me more than that and I, I just I hadn't any had experience of it but uh, obviously that was a great achievement for me. Do you know what I mean? I loved that and getting the Scotland cap that season and stuff was, was special so um, the season couldn't have went any better for me really.
0: So when you got the Scotland cap, the player of the year, did you expect that you'd be away for United right
1: that summer? Well, when, in January... Um, Martinez from Everton came up and watched me. Um, I remember I never got told about it after the till after the game because if to be fair, if he told me I had I had a stinker, I know I would have. <laughs> so I remember after it, my agent phoned me and says, "By the way, the Everton manager was there, but what he wanted to do was was buy me and then loan me back for um, six months." But I don't think they came to an agreement. And do you mean, although Everton. At that time, you know me. I was looking at it, but I was thinking I've only been full time for about five months, and I wasn't I wasn't ready for. But I knew there was clubs interested, um, so I knew summer was going to be interesting. But I didn't want to leave United. It was probably that's the hardest move I've done, and it was the biggest decision I had to make because I didn't want to leave.
0: Mm-hmm. Why did you just? Opportunity just because triggered.
1: we had we had a really young squad, and we all got on so well. Um, and obviously, we Goldie just left. Um, he'd signed with Lisbon, and, but there was still a lot of us there. And I thought, you know, obviously, the Premier League gets talked up and talked up. Do you mean, I'm thinking I've only, I'm only year, I've only one year a pro, and I don't think I'm ready for this. But um, the money came in, and uh, I remember I remember the chairman came up for lunch when I was having my lunch, and he, I was like, because I was first of all, I was only going to go down uh, Hull to just have a look about the place, and then come back up. He says I'm just going to have a look about, and then I'll come back up. I'm not signing when I go down there, and he went, ah, yeah. <laughs> he says I because he'd get, I think, three of two point eight, five million or whatever, so he was delighted. Do you know uh, I mean yeah. bought me for nothing. I think they gave the, uh, Queen's Park some compensation, then they were getting that in a year, so he was delighted and you know the gaffer was gutted to like lose me, but um, it was the hardest decision I make, definitely. Did Jackie try to get yesterday? Yeah, I remember we were going to Dublin uh, for pre-season and we were flying at stupid o'clock, we were at the airport at six o'clock. And he came and offered me a new contract at six o'clock, my eyes weren't even up lap like, I was like, Gaffer, leave me alone, you know what I mean? <laughs> six in the morning, you're trying to offer me a new contract. But he tried to make me stay and then he offered me a new contract I says, Gaffer, it's not even about that. Like, It's not about signing a new deal or anything, it's just I, I need to make my mind up. I'm not going to commit to a new deal, but I'm not committing to leaving just now. And um, I remember the, uh, we had a game in Ireland. And he, he bantered me something awful, to be fair. My agents had phoned him because they, they were his agents at the time and said, look, this is done. And the chairman phoned him saying it's done, so don't, don't play him in this game. So the Gaffer pulled me outside the changing room. He's like, I'm raging, me." I went like, why? He went like, you went behind my back. Um, Like, to go to. I was like, I was scrambling for my buds. He's like, <laughs> I'm only joking. I was like, <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> Honestly, I was, I was swallowing my words and everything. Honestly, you'll probably recall it, but I was swallowing my words and then... Um, I got back. I got. I flew back, and um, then they'd said. Then the chairman had phoned them, saying, "Oh, there's something wrong. there's no going ahead in that because I played forfeit on Tuesday." Because I said to the gaffer, "I said I've not played a game because you you keep telling me it's done and I'm not playing games." So I said I played for on the Tuesday, and that was my last game. Scored a goal, which I was delighted about. But um, there was like an under-20s team playing against four and I played the game. Man, I just said.
0: So that was your last game for under-20s game at
1: forfeit. I waited nine. A few of the a few of the a few lads played like John Suter and That played, but it was an H.F. team like. No, no older lads played because it was Astro um, but I played in that game and then I think I signed on the, the Thursday or Friday
0: and then straight down to Hull yeah what was your feelings driving in there It ne- must have been nervous I, I,
1: was, I was nervous I phoned before I left I had a good chat with Steve Bruce and he'd, he'd convinced me really because before that I was, un, I was uncertain because Hull would came out of nowhere there was a couple of Premier League teams I think West Brom were one and West Ham were one um, and they were the only ones that we really spoke about and then Hull came out of nowhere and they just went yep we'll pay The money will and then obviously the contract, and you know, like it wasn't a hard contract to negotiate, but um, I had a good chat with him. And he was like, Look, I've watched you, you're ready. Do you know what I mean? You're ready, and, and that's when I believed it. And I went down and then I spoke to him in the training ground. And that and at that point, I knew that this was a club that I was going to sign for.
0: Players seem to love my twin Steve Bruce. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, what is it? What is it about him that's so good? He's, he's different class, he'll, he'll he makes you. He makes you just like run through a wall for him. Do you know what I mean that's what he's so good at? He'll, the lads, every lad loves him. Do you know what I mean even the lads that aren't playing and stuff will still, if they didn't get called upon, um, that's that's what he does. That's what he's so good at. He's man management second to none. And I had a great time with him. I only had one one probably bad chat with him. And right, go uh, on. And give us it. What, what was it, over? It was it was actually it was, it was my own fault. To be fair, we we were struggling in the, we were struggling in the league. So basically, with the gaffer, it was like we'll have a day out of the races. So bring us all together. All the staff. We're training in the morning. Do at the races. Went to Rippon because there was a few good race courses. Yeah, uh, good. Went to Rippon, so we were in the box and all, Um But the bus was leaving uh, the hotel at eleven o'clock. So all you know what it's like. Younger lad in the team, all the experienced lads, are like get beer for the bus, right? So I'm like, are you sure? It's early. Are you sure? Yes, yes, we're sure. You're sure. Um, so I've stopped off at the petrol station on the way got my, got my next suit on, got a, a next shot, suit, I, look, was I looked like a car salesman. honestly, they were all slaughtering me, so I've walked on, I've walked on my big 24 crate, right, so I've walked by, and I've walked by the coaches, and all, I was like, I thought you want to beer in that? they're like, no, nah. right, so I thought, oh, that's a bit frosty, and then, obviously I gave all the lads a beer and all that, we were all drinking, because it was an old Acesh, so that's what the gaffer. so the gaffer let it slide for about five days, pulled me in his office, I'm thinking, what's this about, it might be about the game on Saturday or something, He's like, I've let it slide for the last couple of days, but don't ever do that again with a drink on the bus. He says, You disrespected me, not he was fuming at me. And I'm like, I was trying to explain that. I was like, well, I experienced lads told me that. And like obviously I'm the youngest, you know how it is. And he's like, No, no, bullshit, no, I'm not having that. Not having that. So I came out and I was like, Oh lads. I was like, I knew I shouldn't have done it. And then um the funny thing is, see at the playoff final, I've walked on with the crate again and he's tried it again. He's been like, Rob, what have I told you? And I was like, Oh, so I've turned back off again get He's like, "Give me a beer," because obviously he was <laughs> I'm a lot happier yeah. man, do you know what I mean, so it all it's it over a bit. My relationship with him was was brilliant. He really looked after me and like helped sort house and all that. So that was the only one bad chat I had with him. But so uh, could you go through boys still? Aye, oh aye, I, um, I We had a we had a couple of couple of bad chats with him um, just because of results and stuff after games. Um, after the game, I remember Burnley away before the international break, he was he was fuming at us and he's like, you're not in the morrow for internationals, but and then he actually looked at it and thought, logistically, this doesn't work because I've got people going all over the world and they can't keep them in, so he came back and he's like, I'll see you Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> all the lads were fine, but um, we had a couple of bad performances and, and that's when he would have a go, but, we all everyone respected him, and that was the main thing because when he came in and shouted, everyone listened really. Mm. And um, but he didn't lose his temper that much.
0: Who was the players that first year when that you were relegated? He came up against and thought, "Wow,
1: Hazard, Hazard." I always I always say it when they say that, that was the season he won all the awards and all that. And um, did, you, did you did you need to mark him? Yeah, he was a, he was the first. They were the first big team we played. We played Chelsea at home, and uh, he was on my side. Oh, and he ripped me apart. Honestly, it was. Flicking over my head, and all I was doing everything. Um, Canadian band dance. I, like. I think we got beat four one or something that day, and uh, it was different class. And then at Stamford Bridge again, he was brilliant. And um, safe to say, he got my vote for player of the year. So <laughs> but, um, he was he was the one that really stood out. But there was a lot of good players. Do you know what I mean? But he was the one that I walked off thinking I'm glad that it's over.
0: Because see, United, obviously, you were famed for going forward. Yeah. Is that when you thought? I need to work on my defensive side of my game playing against these players did Steve Bruce help with that?
1: Yes Steve Bruce did obviously a great defender himself and he was all about keeping clean sheets I mean that's where that's where his success came from you know I mean Steve Bruce's teams aren't you know quite well known for scoring four or five goals and that he's more known for being solid at the back and then you know going up maybe winning one or two nil and he helped. He did help. We played. We played five at the back at the start. So I was a wing back. So it was, I could still attack. But I, when we defended, it was a five at the back. you I mean, so I had to get back, based in full back position. But he did help. And playing against the players, you learn. But I did make. I did make mistakes. And, and that's when I looked at it and I thought, you know I mean, I need to. I need to really focus on it. And um, you know, luckily, I done that.
0: You've mentioned him already, but the man Snodgrass.
1: Is he what still stealing on my part? <laughs> I think so.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, how, how good was he? To help you settle in that, that Snoddy was there? It was it was brilliant for me. I remember the day I went down, um I was like I was like a wee boy. I walked in with mum on that and that my uh, Steve Bruce still takes a piss out of me. He's like, You walked in and holding your mum's hand now, you're telling me to. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but Snod came out and he spoke to me. He spoke to mum, dad. He spoke to my agent. Oh, for ages, just talking nonsense usually. But it was good. It, it settled me down. So obviously He was down there as well. But I didn't. I didn't Two know both of them eh? both Two of them, characters. both of them had pulled out the, the Scotland squad in the march. So I hadn't came out. I hadn't came across them. So um I met I met Snoddy and Cushion actually that, that summer and I remember speaking to him and he's like yeah, he's like, I think I'm going to Hull and that. I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I might like state United but I think West Brom and that and Hull wasn't even mentioned and then we ended up becoming teammates, so but he was like a big brother to me because I was down there in my own my first year and I used to always go down to his and um, you know, play Snooker and all that and play pool and um he was about to just go for coffees and stuff so he, he did really look after us but obviously when he got the bad injury it was a wee bit more difficult but, um, you know, I still he, he still looked after me which was great. Playing pool, playing snooker, any prankies? One of them actually involved snooker. I, um, well, both of them. But there you go, both of them involved snooker. Um, so he got a snooker table in his gaff and I thought... Do you know what, I could do with that because obviously it was easier for him to come to me because obviously the kid's running about and that. He was like, if I can get out for an hour or whatever, then sign. So I was like, do you know what, I had a big room um, that one of them could fit in. So I was like, give us the snooker. give us the snooker guy's number and I'll text him what I want. So he was talking me through what he wanted, all the cushions and all that, so I just loved all that. So I text this guy he phoned me. He phoned me, so I'm like, hi mate, how are you? He's like, he cockney accent. He went, Rob. I was like, he's not cockney. I was an assistant manager, so I've texted text assistant manager talking about snooker tables. So I've walked in the next day, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "It's not a day. But me and him were just sitting at a coffee. Do you know what I mean it wasn't even as if he was entertaining the crowd? Do you mean him? And I'm like, "I was just like, what are you doing?" I was like, "Me and you were sitting having a coffee, and you just got <laughs> gave me butch's name was gave me coffee, and then we were playing, we were playing, we were playing snooker in my house, and." We had these wee bolts and the snooker table that always used to fall off, right? But Snod's, cause he was injured, he was eating really well, so he was having these wee protein, protein chocolate things. But they looked exactly like the the wee knobs that kept falling off. The, so he put one in the, he put one in the packet. And Griegsie was there. He went like, Gregsy, you want one? Stop hiding them up, not like, why no? Like, <laughs> I he's one you, but Gregsy went like. Ah. Gnashers fell out nearly now. <laughs> <up. laughs> the mean snodger was rolling about the floor. Brilliant. And honestly, to this day, to this day, Griggs like, ah, I knew what it was. I knew <laughs> it was. No way was he biting that hard <laughs> on it. But that's what he was like. Jimmy. mean, he was just so off the cuff. And we pranky phone calls. and I had done Jimmy Bullard. They spoke about it in Soccer game, I think they had done Jimmy Bullard about him and he was out in the jungle. And
0: Did he? I've not heard that story. What is I it?
1: Thought he, was, he was talking about, I can't remember even what it was. He was talking about, like, he was saying that Sky were starting this new show Game Changers and he wanted Jimmy to dress up as a big fluffy all on <laughs> and Jimmy's like I kind of want more like full time work <laughs> and they had Jimmy on. and uh, he's done some big names not he but, but that's what he's like he's just so off the cuff and then like on the phone on the phone you can't even understand it. it's him I was it's so easy to get done by him because he's got all these different accents and that, but in a change room he's so He's so vital, do I mean? In Hull, like some of the like, English lads obviously took a bit of getting used to him and that, but see, once we were all in stitches with him and that, he was a different class, and I'm sure he's doing that down in West Ham now.
0: What oh, a man, for a like get to a snooker table, he says he's <laughs> done all right. <laughs> uh, what about Big McGregor? Would he hang about with you as well, or would we see him more?
1: No, Gregory's he hung about was it was the three of us. Um, we good laugh. Just, aye, good laugh. Do you know what? Keeper, it, I right? was I was the youngest but I always used to be I was like a father figure at both of them honestly <laughs> we used to on our, on, our, on our days off we used to go through to Leeds because Hull wasn't the best for shopping and actually we used to go through to Leeds so obviously I drove because I was the youngest right? but I was delighted to drive because they always I would be sitting in the car park for 25 minutes, both of them sitting on top of each other for shotgun <laughs> and all like that. You get in the back, you get. Because both of them were in your uh-huh. done his back. Snod's done it. so greasy's that. I ah, stupid. I'm the oldest. I'm in the front, not. And then Snod's like, I'm my knee. I need to get because I had a wee a, like the A5, so it was tiny in the back. Uh-huh. So Snod's used to have to sit with his knee up, and he was fuming at me because I'm like Snod's. To be fair, as the oldest in the front, so I was like, you know, never spoke to me on the way back. but <laughs> Honestly, both, both of them brilliant. are brilliant. They used to argue all the time and wrestling about the back of your Honestly, we were sitting in the sitting in the restaurant, the local restaurant at home, both of them I think I still get a picture of my phone, both of them are sitting on each other's knee, right? You know, try to get in the front, sure. but they used to just argue, but it was brilliant banter. Do you mean know, all three of us used to banter and obviously Griggsy's gear's a bit rascal, so we always used to when we used to go shopping he was looking at the leather jackets and all that, so um but it was brilliant because to have the two there, do you know, helped me massively because mm-hmm a Young lad just coming down from Scotland and not knowing anyone, it was um, do you know I mean? They really helped me, which the first season, which was which was brilliant. Dawson Snods, I was, a, I had my first QA with the fans, and it was me, Dawson Snods. Both from typical, told me it was tracky, didn't they? I showed up my whole tracky, <laughs> both of them are there in jeans <laughs> and a bloody shirt. And I'm lax, it was something in my head that I was like, there's something all right here. So I packed gear in the car, I put gear in the car. And I'm like, my weight get changed? And like, no, you're no, no, you're no, you're not. <laughs> so I remember it, the Q&A, and I slaughtered both of them. Every question I got was just slaughtering both of them, and that's when I think that's when I came out my shell. Because the first couple of months, I never really spoke. If you ask any of the lads I played with, well, I never really spoke. And, they were all asking snodding I was like, is he alright? Like, I was just quite quiet, I was just finding my feet and then after that Q&A there was no stop me, I was just going for everyone after Slot, that I mean, <laughs> It
0: does take someone to yeah. come at your shell, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, because obviously at United I mean, there was big players but it's all Scottish so you get on you get on well with them but going down there obviously I'd watched the Premier League watching Big Tom and Doss and all that playing in the you know, big games for Tottenham and that and then I'm walking in at a change room and I'm like, I'm playing with these guys so it was. It was tough. Jake Livermore was another one. He was. He was brilliant with me. Yeah. Um, a, huh? yeah so you know, I mean, he he took me under his wing. But we had a really good squad. Um, we had all the Irish lads that were brilliant as well. So the first season, the whole British squad we had was was brilliant, and we all got on so well. And um, obviously it ended in relegation, but um, we had a good time, and it wasn't down to our togetherness that we got relegated. It was just we weren't good enough. And at the end of the day, but. Um, it was a great squad to be involved. And
0: you go back straight back up the next year. How good did the playoffs?
1: Brilliant. That that season was massive for me. I all started the championship because I played the most games out that um, out that team. Um, so you think maybe the step down
0: was good for you? Huh? The step
1: down was brilliant for me because it meant then, because it, I felt as if I couldn't do, I was probably maybe focusing too much on then defending sometimes at home and I couldn't get forward when I needed to be involved in the play, but in the championship, we were one of the favourites, so I was bombing up and down, and we went back to four, and then but also defensively, tricky wingers in the championship. So you know you had to be switched on, and I had a really good season. But for us, would, with the playoffs, if you're guaranteed promotion at the start of the season, I go playoffs every time. What's so good about it? It's just the two-legged tie derby away was our sticky team. They were, it was like St. United again, was like it? St. John'son all over again. Derby beat us four um, nil away from home uh, at their place, and then they beat us three uh, nil uh, the KC. So a lot of work had went into it because uh, we were like we're away first we, k- we need to be in this tie we ended up beating them 3-0 it was a brilliant day I, was, I scored in the 97th minute or something I ran over to all of them and we were all jumping in that and then obviously at the KC we could beat 2-0 I scored an own goal so it was, <laughs> was hit I mean, and mean, um, and we were hanging on right then Craig Bryson Bryso had a f- fantastic chance about 50 minutes it was 2-0 if they scored 3-0 we would have been, been out. I'm telling game. you, we would have uh, been uh, out. But we hung on, and then the last half hour we were quite comfortable. But the scenes after, all the fans running on and all, oh, it was brilliant. And then to go to Wembley, do you know what I mean, Chef Wed, were the, we were, we were probably, because Brighton were flying that season, and that Poyais season, uh, and, uh, uh, and Chef Wed were underdogs and they beat Brighton, um, and that probably suited us a wee bit more because I was playing against Chef Wed, Chef Wed, the way they played suited us better than the way Brighton, because Brighton. Beat us twice as well, and they were a really good team. And with that big pitch at Wembley, they would have been, they would have battered us, I think. But Chef Wedd gave us a chance, and we dominated the game. To be fair, and the whole game, you just, you just can't. As soon as Diami scored, you can't wait for it to be over, can you? And it's just like the the, the feeling after the final whistle was incredible. And In
0: celebrations after it, good. Brilliant.
1: London, yeah, I remember. I remember even the final whistle. I remember I just put my head up. You know, I mean, I was looking to the sky, you know, and came running over to me and jumped on me, you know, and um, and then from there, do you know what I mean, we we stayed down in London and we had all our family and friends in it. It was, it was a different class. It was brilliant. Like Steve was steaming, and I you know we were all we were all steaming to be fair. And um, but that's what it's all about. I mean, the whole season leads up to that, and then you finally get you get promoted again, and we were all just celebrating together. But. I think the season when they went up to the playoffs the first time they had an open top bus and all, but we didn't do it because we had internationals so I remember me and Snod's we get, we get about three connecting flights to France I think two days later um, because they couldn't get a direct flight to where were we based we were based in I can't even remember we were based somewhere but we had to go to like we flew to Charles de Gaulle and then all the way through Paris throughout Paris airport and that knocked the playoffs out of us we were all buzzing we were going on a high and then we by the time we got to Scotland we were like, <laughs> so I was knackered but the playoffs as a whole was it was fantastic Brilliant,
0: mate following pre-season wasn't the most plain sailing Steve
1: Bruce lost his job I mean were you thinking what's going on here we always there was a there was a group of us that always when we finished training we always went out for lunch and we just kind of hung about had a you know, and then we would head home um, who'd be in that group mate it was like me Snodge, Griggsy, Tom Adelston um, Sean Maloney Doss would be there um, Jake um, and all them the big hitters basically him. Huh? I all the, all the, all the British lads really okay. um, we always used to stay and just have a wee chat and we knew because the assistant manager just took the training that day so we knew the gaffer was having chats with with the owner but we thought we thought it was about targets because I know the gaffer was getting frustrated about who he was trying to get in and um, the, I think the owner was quite hard to get hold of and stuff so they ended up coming back and the gaffer just walked in and went straight to his office I remember looking at him and he, he just looked he looked like a broke man do you know what I mean and one by one we all went in, and I went in, and I went like, I f-. we were all gutted. And he was like, Rob, off, just can't take it. Do you know what I mean? And it's like it's just came to the end, and it's not good for this club. So he always had the club at heart. Do you know what I mean? He was like, it's no good for the club, and do you know what I mean? I'm gutted to be leaving all you and all my staff because he, the thing was, he, he prided himself on his staff. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just he looked after all his staff, so he was gutted because he was like, do you know what I mean? It's just came that far that I can't even think about them because I know some of them will lose their job because of it. And I went in. And I just gave him a hug, and that was it. That was, you know what I mean? Never. We didn't see each other again, and we obviously only had thirteen players. I mean, the famous picture that you came know, out in Austria. And
0: could you still have a laugh, even though it was desperate times? Got, it
1: got to the point where, do you know I mean we we had to laugh about the situation because it wasn't changing? Because then, do you know I mean the club secretary and we didn't? We had Mick Feeling and caretaker charge, but nobody knew if he was going to take the job so it was pointless him then getting the hold of the, the transfers and if he signed people straight away just to add numbers and then he left and somebody mm-hmm. else came in and they f- say five, six boys weren't the other manager's cup of tea but you know, Mick got the job and and then I think people came in last minute like Ryan Mason and Will Keane and people like that so we ended up and again Bacani came in and we got a couple of lads in but the first game of the season we only had 13 fit boys and we ended up beating Leicester which (laughs) was incredible champions I mean we were just promoted to fit I don't even know the odds that we were that game back again, guarantee nobody backed us but we all pulled together and that was the main thing because because we were so because we were so close it just pulled us together and we thought do you know what we can't control this Going out the first international break, we were in the Champions League. We were thinking we could do a Leicester <laughs> that season. We're I like, here we, that go. <laughs> we were like, we We were sitting third, I think. I think we were above like, Liverpool, Man United. We were like, here we go, <laughs> this is it. And then, um, obviously, it just started going downhill after that. But, um, you know, that season, was that was really tough. And
0: then relegating again. At that point, did you feel you were too good to go down to the Championship again? I didn't
1: feel I was too good to go down to the Championship, but the way it worked, I only had a year left in my contract, so I knew... I knew Hull would look to sell me, and I knew I, I wanted to go. I wanted, I wanted to leave Hull. At that point, I had three years there. Obviously, um, in the January, Snoddy went to West Ham, and Jake um, left to West Brom. So they were two people I was really close to. And the way it had worked that season, a lot of the lads were then thinking, "Do I mean I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and get out?" And it worked that way because me, I left. Big Tom left. El Mahamdi left. Sam Clucas left. Curtis left. So we all left. So out. I was thinking that I was thinking it was a race to get out, really, because mm-hmm. I was thinking there's going to come a point where they're going to stop it, and nobody's and nobody's going to get out. But I thought, I mean, if we can be one of the first, but I done pre-season because it didn't look as if I was doing pre-season. I thought I was going to sign early doors when I was away on holiday. And that the chats were ongoing, the first bid get made, and it was it was really slow. It did go quite slow, and I ended up doing the first three weeks with how. And Slutsky, to be fair to him, the manager first, you know, first dealings with him, he was he was brilliant. He said to me with the first pre-season game, he says, came up to me and he said, you um, want to play? He, he was like, don't worry. I says, look, Gaffer, no, like some teams are in for me. I'm not playing this game. I think it'll be done next. And he's like, look, what's the chance? He's a you staying off in your new contract, he says, just give me a percentage. And I says, I'm going to be on at zero. I said, 0%. I said, I'm, no, I'm not staying. I says, I know a couple of clubs are it, and, and, and I knew Liverpool were interested in that. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not turning them down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So at that point, and then it took, but I was getting frustrated. Do you know what I, mean? I was on. I was on the phone to my agent more than my missus. Do you know what I mean? I was phoning him 10, 12 times a day. I was like, what's happening? Come on, man. I'm stuck in Portugal. I need to get, because I was just desperate to get it over the line. And Liverpool were going to Hong Kong in pre season and they were going for so two weeks that so trip. I wanted on the uh-huh. trip because they were like we need if you do get in time we need to sort your visa and all that so then it came a point they are like look you can't go um, you can't go it's not It's not getting done in time um, and then I ended up signing I think it was a couple of days just before they get back from Hong Kong I trained at Melbourne um, I think twice with the lads that came back a wee bit later and Ingsie and that that came back from Injury and a few lads that came back from Internationals, Emery Cannon, Sadio, uh, Sadio Mane were the two, so I just played five-a-sides with them. So oh, yeah, just 5 with just Manny, sides uh, with them. I just 5 sides with them. I was <laughs> all right, but um, I was just delighted when it got across the line because at times it was so frustrating. Uh,
0: how much of a buzz when you first here at Liverpool, weren't
1: you? Oh, I was... Who was I it? Could, your agent phoned you? I couldn't believe it. I imagine phoned were, me. Didn't? My agent phoned me and he's like, Liverpool... Because um, Stoke Stoke were uh, quite interested in me. Mean, Mark Hughes had um, liked me and I think it was, a, it was a wee bit of chat um, with them. So I was thinking that's a really good option. Do you know what I mean? Stoker, you know, I think they finished top 10 that season. It was all, all kind of, I was trying to get my head on kind of Stoke. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm thinking they're really keen, they want to let like, I'm going to need to grow over a summer here if I'm yeah, going to play for Stoke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but at that point, Mark Hughes was playing good football. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? And I think they had that Eric, Eric Peters, but I, I'm not sure if I was going in as backup to him because he was flying that season. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, um, but then, um, and then he phoned me, I think it was the next day straight He's oh. like, I I've, I've just spoke to Liverpool and I'm like oh, what? I couldn't believe it I was like and then he started talking about it and I'll, but it's still in the back of my mind thinking that's this isn't is happening and yeah you've had chats with Liverpool that's fine well done do you know what I mean like, you know, I'm sure they're interested in everyone but um, and then it started, it started building a bit of momentum and then it just so happened that the, the deal ended up going through so I was delighted. Is that what you
0: can think about when you hear something like that
1: it's very hard not to yeah. do you know what I mean it's very hard not to but I had to try not think about it because I didn't want to Because, like, say, say for instance, if I did go to Stoke or somebody else like that, because I'm sure maybe a few other clubs would have been interested, but then you would, like, if you start getting your head on Liverpool, you would have been disappointed, Mm. but that would have been a big, great move. So I tried to keep my mind off it, but it was so hard seeing Holiday, and my missus missus was pregnant. Buying
0: fake Liverpool tops that holiday. My
1: missus was was pregnant that holiday, and she was obviously stressed with that. And... um, her due date was in August, so she's like, "We need to go somewhere. I can't be homeless when I'm having a baby." And <laughs> I'm like, "Shut it!" You know Me, Jurgen's <laughs> gonna be fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, but luckily, then um, I think it was a bit middle of July. We ended up getting it done, so I was just delighted when I signed the papers. Right. Talk to us. First time you spoke the Klopp. it was when because um, they were in Hong Kong, so it was when they came back um, and he came over. And I remember we were playing, we were playing the five sides because we were training, and he walked over. You know what I mean? Like you're still like kind of su- surprised. You know what I mean, you're like, you know, he's your manager, but you're like, right, that's a club. Mm-hmm. And He came over and he gave me a big hug, and he's like, "How are you? Blah blah blah. How you? Um, how's the last couple of days been? Because." Um, not many people know this, but I done uh, I'm not even sure a lot of boys do it, but I'll give you a week exclusive. Yes, like first a man. Um, first day, I done this lactate test. Right, it's the German lactate test, and it's it's horrible. I've right. seen boys doing it. Uh-huh. Horrible, right, running the pitch. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm I'm doing it with Danny Ings and that. And um, because my medical went on for two days, so it was quite long. It was quite a long medical, so I wasn't eating and I wasn't doing this, and because I was fit, because I had three weeks with Hull and I was looking after myself, so I went down the lactate test, and I'm thinking. My stomach's a bit dodgy here. So I've started like, gagging. I was sick everywhere. I was sick on the way halfway down. I had to stop. I sit, sick. And then I tried to catch them up because so I'm thinking I can't drop out at this point because this point was like you're super unfit. That was the point you had to get by. So I was sick around the pitch and then I stopped. Because <laughs> they take your blood out your ear because it's all testing your lactate. So it's right. not about how far you go. It's about your... So, and then I stopped. I was sick when I was getting my blood taken. And then I went another lap and I was like, I need to stop. I was like, gagging. So, first time I met the sports scientist, I've got a great relationship with him now, but the first time I was like, he's like, you sick? You sick? I was like, he's German, as like, well. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm fit, I swear, I'm fit. So the gaffer obviously, fed back to the gaffer. He's like, yeah did you have the wee accident yesterday? Oh, did like, he bring that up straight I But it was all right, he was <laughs> laughing about it and that. But, um, but that, set, that set the tone. Do you know what I mean, that's when I knew I had to, I had to get up to the level. But... Um, then I had a good chat with him. He spoke to me, and he got to know me a bit more, and spoke to me about you know, him and how he grew up and stuff. And um, you know, it was a really good chat. And then, you know, I, I felt quite comfortable after that.
0: Uh-huh. So, is he more, is he a friend as well as a manager? He can I, be, yeah, uh-huh. he can
1: be. You know, he'll, he'll put his arm round you. And in terms of like, in terms of family stuff, he's brilliant. Like when. I remember the day before Arsenal, my my wee one, um, came, so obviously I missed training and he was, um, the player liaison was phoning me saying, right, because he he was born at about half twelve. And he's like, come to the hotel later on, come to the hotel, spend the time with the wee one, your missus and that. And then, so I phoned, I I kept in touch with the player liaison and, um, it came to about 10, and a half 10, um, just about all the things, and then we managed to go home. So I was like, Right, I'm going to take my missus, and we run home. Her mum and dad will stay, and I'll come at the hotel. And the gaffer ended up phoning me, whether it was because I wasn't going to be in the squad anyway, but he ended up phoning me and says Look, just spend your first night with your family. Do you know what I mean? It's a big thing for you to spend your first night and come to the game tomorrow. And I wasn't in the squad, he was like, You're not, so just come. So he didn't have to do that. Do you know what I mean? So even then, from a the very start, that's when you know that's just when it comes to family and stuff, he really understands it because he's super close to his family. Uh, so maybe things go a long way, so don't it they? Does, uh, it does. It does because some managers would go. Do you know what I mean? As soon as he's born, get to the hotel uh, Do you know what I mean? Because and your hands are tied because you can't because you're doing nothing. Do you know what I mean? The baby's born then, so uh, uh, you've been there. But he was really good with it, and you know I think obviously my missus and like, all my family, and I appreciated that as well. So um, in terms of stuff like that, he really gets it. Brilliant. Uh, he never played at first. Was it doing fitness? I don't think it was down to fitness no I think it was down to my understanding of the way I, it took me a while to get used to the way he was playing because I think I'd done an interview the other week and I was saying like Card- uh, Crystal Palace I played the first game and at home and I get man of the match and the fans were like oh like really good strumming I mean good option and all this but even when I look back on that now the way I played that game is completely different to the way he wanted me to play so I'm probably walking off the pitch and he was happy with me that game I walked off the pitch thinking do you know what I mean I've just done well there but now when I look at the way I play and the way he wants me to play that game I didn't do it do you know what I mean so it was just trying to understand So what did he want you to do differently? It's just because I think he he always batters on about it it's about marking like spaces and stuff like that but obviously at Hull we were more man marking do you know what mm-hmm. what I mean so as long as I looked after my winger if not, like say if the striker get in between us, was down to centre back really do you know what I mean so but he's all about if it's over one side there's no need for you to be hanging out with a winger do you know what I mean you get inside so it was all, just all about that and all about the counter press and all. so it did take me a while to get used to it but once I got used to it it was all about just staying on top of my fitness because I knew my chance would come and he spoke to me do you know what I mean he was like your chance will come and you know you need to be ready to take it because I think in training at my confidence took a wee bit and he's like this can't happen do you know what I mean because I will need you at one point and it just so happened that Alberto got injured, which was unfortunate because he was flying. And mm. that was probably part down to it because he started to season really well and everyone was happy with him and there was no need to change him. So, but then when he got injured, I knew that I was in the best shape possible to take the chance and it was just up to try to perform in the games and, and luckily I'd done that. And what a team to play in Yeah, what a team to play in. You know I mean, they, they make it easy. They make it easy for you. But I want to
0: ask you, sorry, who's, who is the one that you look at every day and you think, what a player?
1: If I think, mean, I mean this honestly. There's, there's that many of them. Do you mean like you look across and there's big Virgil, like, Rolls Royce Defender he's
0: that,
1: so good, and even his partner now, Joe Gomez, has came on leaps and bounds. He's like even though he's young, he's so quick and he's better. Like obviously Mo, do you mean last season was just a joy to watch. Mm-hmm. Like even times in the game, you're just like, wow. Do you mean that's it's incredible what he's done and the, just to the, obviously all the awards he got and they were rightly so because of the f- records they all broke and um, but. Our whole team's good. It is, it's, you know I mean? it's, not picking out any of them, but they're all, they're all good, and that's why now we've got a squad that if somebody's injured, we've got people to step in, and and that's key. I think to you still pinch yourself a
0: wee bit, <coughs> now, or are you, are you,
1: I'm used to it because you're I, one of the main players now. A wee bit, do you know what I mean you wee bit because you still a wee bit. Yeah, yeah come on, I know, I know, I, give yourself some praise. I, I know, but like you do, you do sometimes when you have that wee moment to think, you go, do you know what I mean I'm playing for one of the best clubs in the world, and you know all the fans and. And everything that goes along with it, and playing in this team. Do you mean you look back on it? You know, I'm sure when I retire and I go, do you mean look at the players I played with? Because you know you take it for granted. But you know, I'm sure that probably some of them aren't saying that, about me. But (laughs) but um, no, it's a fantastic team to play with, and you know I love it. I love going into training every day, and especially the games. You know, the games are good fun.
0: Uh, Snoddy helped you set in that hole, but
1: Scary Dale was a big big help to you when you first went to Liverpool. Yeah, massive. Yeah, I remember he texted me, um, and he's like, look, just. I thought it was one of the ones, you know, a token gesture. He was like, "Look, if you ever need anything, if you're misses, you know, I've got me and even me, and my wife here that can help you and all that." So I thought, right, okay. I was like, texting him back straight away. like, Thanks very much, Kenny. Blah blah. I thought, won't hear from him again. But he always checked up on me even at the, the games. He he came out and seen me. Uh, I remember my first game at Palace. I was in I was in the lounge with my family. And he, he was standing outside waiting for me. when well, Somebody came in and says, so I went out and chatted to him. And he's like, how have you settled in? And from day one, he's been brilliant with me. Um, mm-hmm. He's been really good for me. So I always go in and see him after games. Um, but he's, he, he just looks after everyone but because that Scottish connection. Do you know what I mean, it's a wee bit. Uh, he, he thinks he needs to look after me, but he's done it really well. And what did he say when you got the captain's arm I He me straight away. Um... And he was just like a fantastic achievement. He's like he was just like, Don't change anything, do you know what I mean? He's like, just lead by example and he was like, if you ever need anything, just just give me a call. And I knew at that time he genuinely meant it. Do you know what I mean? So um, you know, I speak to him about it all the time when, when I go down and um but he's been he's been really good for us and obviously obviously when my dad and that met my, my dad my dad had Your wobbly dad, knees dad. That. <laughs> that's the first time I've ever seen it, do you know what I mean? My my dad's usually the most like calmest one. Do you know what I mean he doesn't really like getting and in, getting involved in that? But um, Kenny walked by and he's like, Andy, Andy, I get a picture. And I'm like, <laughs> dad, come on, stop embarrassing me. Right? But, really. but uh, my dad got his picture and he was delighted because obviously he grew up watching Celtic when Kenny went, and he was devastated when he left to Liverpool. But then my dad in the back end of that started kind of watching Liverpool because of Kenny. So um, you know, I think he was his biggest idol, so he was delighted. To Brilliant,
0: him. right, mate? Champions League final. Talk is about when, when you first won the semi-final and then the build-up to the final.
1: The semi-final was a relief because not many semi-finals. So comfortable, the first, with the first leg. leg first had. leg was so comfortable. So everyone. Cause I, ended, I remember having a go on all my family because all my family were like, oh, how are we going to get to Kiev? And I'm, I'm like, shut it all, you, because we're not there yet. I was like, if you spoke Kiev, I'll end up battering you. Do it was, it was, you know what I mean? My mum, she's, God bless her, she's brilliant, but she, she just gets carried kind of away with all these things. She's like, oh, we need to get to this sorted. I'm like, oh, we're not even there yet. No, you're there. So that was them all told to so my missus. No, I couldn't even mention Kiev. So they were all, they were all walking were so the No, not not nothing, no, no, Even all the wee puns. No, I was like, no. But, um, it was a massive relief because after the first leg everyone was like that's them done Do you know what I mean they're in the final it's just whoever they play but we knew that because we gave them the two goal, away goals that going to Rome was ma- they hadn't been beat at Rome they beat uh, Barca 3-0 mm. so we're like it can, again, it, can uh, be, it can be done and then obviously we got off to a good start and we played but it was close it was close but it was massive relief after the final whistle it was just relief and we were all just head in our hands and um, you know it was a fantastic achievement but and then that was probably the only moment I've pinched myself. Do you know what I mean? I phoned I phoned my missus and she was she was greeting not. She was like, ah, oh, but I went and then I phoned all my family because they were all around my mum and dad's watching it and they were all greeting it like it was it was my dad's my dad's not emotional and he was like Champions League like, final he was he was greeting A few tears oh. yourself oh. as well uh-huh? like, I actually ended up holding it together because usually I would be I'd be away with that. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? But I was like what are they did? <laughs> because it just I was just drained. It was just more that like, I was drained, do you know uh-huh. I mean? It was more the it was more the final that I was more emotional with, like leading up to it, not because my dad took a wee video of like my gran and granddad and my mother, grand, like, oh, good luck, and all that. And I was like, yeah, I was yeah. sitting in the hotel room in the morning, I was like, I'm getting something in my ear, you know what I mean? I was just sitting on my own, but um, it was because it was just all the build up, do you mean? And it was these things, it's just stupid, but it was quite emotional. But the easiest part of the Champions League final was the game. It was it, all man. the leading you done up. You did well and, as well,
0: didn't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously everyone talks about the tackle and all that, but I'd. I said that after the game, I said I'd rather played shite in the ten of them, played brilliant and we won yeah. it. Do you know what I mean I, I didn't care but um I think I think Real Madrid's experience was just, was yeah, just probably too much. Yeah. As soon as they took the lead the first time but we knew we still had a chance and we got back into it. But see as soon as Bell scored that overhead kick, you knew it was done because they just ended up controlling the game. Modric and Cruz just dropped back and they started keeping the ball and we couldn't get it off them. Do you know what yeah. mean and we were all about pressing like quite a, like try to get it back quickly but we couldn't get near them. And at that point, we thought you know it was going to be hard to get back into this, and it proved that way, and then obviously Bell scored the third, so it was just a it was, it was a bad day but um you know we look at it, and you know it was a great experience, but we probably just fell short just in the end
0: is he just on the manager, he seems obviously quite quirky good team talks and stuff like that always always different,
1: or is it quite yeah quite standard? It, with the with the team talks like he does it you know in the hotel and that and he obviously like But for the games he knows. He doesn't need to get us up for it. Do you know what I mean we're all sitting there, we're all waiting to get out? Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so he knows he just talked a bit, and he was quite relaxed, and he was trying to get all of us relaxed. And it was fine. And then obviously we all came together before we went out, and he was hugging everyone. That's what we all do. We all go round and before every game, you hug. You hug us all you go round, make sure he gives us a big hug and all that. So that makes you feel all warm warmer now before <laughs> you go out. But um, you know, Champions League one, I think he held a wee bit tired and <laughs> he was holding on a bit. Please, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, you know, it was it was good, and the, even the week building up to it, we went to Marbella, and we had a training camp, and it was all relaxed, and. I remember all the because we had a press day obviously and all the press came in. And I remember them all reporting saying, you know, i have never seen a camp like it. They're all relaxed and he, that's what he had done because I think he he's been to quite a lot of finals, so I think he learned from it with the Dortmund final. I think he was quite uptight and I mm-hmm. think that went to the players like that's what he said and he was like, we'll try it differently we'll try and relax and and it was all it was all good and we were obviously working on the stuff we did, but other than that, it was all you know calm and. Save all your energy and all that, and you know it did work because we all felt like going into the game it felt fine, it was just mm-hmm. all the stuff surrounding it, like sorting tickets not was a nightmare yeah, but a... see when you go out there it's the game easiest better I think mm-hmm. and um you just want to get it started, like obviously a nighttime kickoff, nothing worse than it, and like just waiting you could see the you head. could see all the lads a wee bit nervous I mean I remember me and, me and Hendo the captain obviously we used to we were just like bantering each other like saying how nervous we were but it was trying to distract <laughs> each other I mean, he's like you never slept last night I was like I did sleep no i tried. you know what I mean <laughs> both was la- I used to even <laughs> and then like obviously during the day we all go for a nap and all he was like how long did you sleep that's 15 minutes I was like oh, I'll get an hour and a half but, but it was just trying to distract each other really uh, I mean it was trying to get, get away the pain from us we were like no so but it was good it, it, it was a good great experience but obviously ending in um, you know it was gutting at the end
0: last week did you get a shirt Sw- swap shirt
1: no, I kept mine. Good. I kept. I, I kept mine. I fought joy oh, and keep keep my own strip. And I think Jimmy, you know mean? I wouldn't have got any of their strip. They would all keep it as well. So, <laughs> especially when it comes to finals and stuff, so. I'm sure you've got your nine brew cup final hanging up somewhere. <laughs> yeah, is, uh, uh, somewhere in the house. I think she cleans uh, the dishes. With, uh,
0: uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, mate. On to Scotland. Can you remember your first cup? Yep,
1: yeah, Poland. The Bay. Um, remember friendly. getting the call? Yeah, I was warming up. Uh, well, I remember getting called up. Um, remember speaking to the gaffer and then... Um, Who was it at the time? Jackie? No, Well, the gaffer, Mac Mara, but Strachan. Phoned um, you? He actually texted me, he said he's gone Strachan. Um, luckily I didn't know Snod by then because I thought I, I could have been a prank. <laughs> but, um, you know, he texted me and says, well, i think thinking i put you in the squad. Because I'd trained with him a couple of months before I'd trained with the 21s and I was on the bench for the 21s um, so the six boys that were on the bench and never played with the 21s went up and made the numbers for 11 v 11 right. and I remember him coming out in the press and he says Robertson was like man in a match in the 11 v 11 and I think he wanted, to, he wanted to call me up then because they were, I think Lee Wallace had pulled out maybe and they wanted to call me up or something and he says no 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 he, like, he can't I mean it's his first trip with the 21s and that so I knew he was aware of me but I thought he'll probably leave me to it and I get called up um, and then Jackie McNamara pulled me into the um, office and says you know, you're in the squad, squad's getting announced at 11 o'clock, Sky are here for a wee interview, blah, blah, blah. And it was massive for me, I was buzzing, but um, maybe a bit scared as well, obviously, because I didn't know any of the Scotland lads. I, I mean, I was, mm. just, I was just settling in at Dundee United then to go deal with a whole new squad, but they were brilliant with me and I remember warming up at Poland. Uh, my family were over. Your you know, family went over at your first game? My mum, dad, brother, <laughs> my uncle. Um, I think it was it was a, maybe six of them, maybe mother, and and uncle went. Um, so it was six of them and... Um, I, I was warming up. It was about half an hour ago. The yeah, gaffer's like... So, me and Charlie Adam are warming up. I'm like, Charlie. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh. So I'm like, getting my shinies on and all that. And then, to be fair to Charlie Adam, he came up to me and he's like, you're good, just go and play your game in the gaffer just before I went on, put his arm around me and went like, play your own game. He says, if you don't, I mean, you, you won't make it this level, you need to play your own game. The first thing I did was drive 30 yards and the gaffer spoke about it after the game. He's like, I loved that because I knew he had no fear. And then after that, I just settled into Scotland squad and I don't think I've missed one since. So. Was there
0: a fear going on though? Was that, was that a real nervous moment, walking on but from Oh, It was. It was I'm proud as well, obviously.
1: It was, like, proud um, beyond belief. Do you know what I mean? I was... I you mean six months ago I was working in the bloody kit room for doing all yeah. their sloggies and all that? Do you know what I mean? And then and then I'm playing next to them. So do you mean? I suppose it helped that it was a friendly. Um, there wasn't that much pressure, but it was now now against Poland and we ended up winning at Scott Brown just as I came on. Scott Brown ended up uh, right, so scoring. Are you taking a,
0: the credit for that? Then, uh-huh. Aye, I, I think it was
1: inspired <laughs> substitution. But Bruni scored a left footer. I don't know where he got that from, but that um, no, was a good result. And um, you know, the gaffer spoke well of me after the game. So it was. Delightful. Do you remember seeing your mum and dad in the crowd when we were you playing? They were in the airport when I get back. Uh, there's my brother with a big bloody Polska uh, hat on and all. he's He's obviously bevied, he's shouting, <laughs> oh, and I'm like, shut it, do you know I mean? I'm just in the bloody squad. No, he's getting me that in the squad already before he's in No, I remember, I remember walking off the bus and they were all waiting, gave him a hug and you know, my mum and dad were um, you know, obviously over the moon. They were all over the moon, but I remember hugging them both and they were both just delighted. You know I mean, it's, Obviously, they'd lived it with me. Do you know what I mean? mm. Six months ago, I was at Queen's Park. Part time and all, they were they were funding me and all. They were giving twenty quid to go out on a Friday night. And you say and I want and, that money, but I <laughs> aye, probably aye, But um, you know, for that that night was special. Uh, you mentioned Bruni. Obviously, he was a captain
0: uh, while you were playing. Uh, did you learn a lot of him? Yeah, learned a lot of him. Uh, what was he good at?
1: Every, he was brilliant. At everything, honestly, everything. Because. And the big games, he always stepped up. If you look, if you look at the big games, Bruni was probably always a man in the match up there because, um, and that's most important. I mean, like, and he was always, he was just our driving force in the midfield. And then you know, off the pitch, he always got the lads going, and um, you know, obviously professional, and uh, you know, just made sure we'd done everything right. And we were quite lucky at that time because Darren Fletcher came back in the squad as well. So we basically had two captains. Mm-hmm. Um, was he good fit. Was, was he a good guy. To have a bit of him. Brilliant. I remember. Do you know what? He was brilliant for me when I first went to Liverpool because he was in that squad and I remember sitting down with him and he's like, Rob, don't get frustrated. He's like, I've had all these big clubs, you need time to settle in and there, there might be time as well in a couple of years that you don't play, but they always need you. Do you know what I mean? He was like, I had it at United even before I got ill. And I remember coming away from, I felt so much better coming away Amazing. after that chat. Do you know what I mean? I sat down with him and I was like, brilliant from him. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I, they too, I had my, like the whole squad I had huge respect for, but... They too, as captains, do you mean if I can emulate them to even 50%, then I've done a Mm. good job. When Bruni announced his retirement, was that in the back of your mind, the captaincy? It wasn't actually, do you mean it's something that I didn't think about. I did, the only thing I thought about was because I knew a couple of the lads were then chucking it at that point, so I thought I'm going to be one of the most experienced. That's all I thought, but I thought. Did you like that responsibility? On the Aye, <laughs> I did. I did, because there was like, say me, Charlie and Nazi came back in and Snods, and, and other than that, because we, we got l- rid of a lot, like big Russell Martin, who was brilliant, James Morrison, Barry Barrett, all these boys that had been, James Macarthur that had been round the Scotland squad for ages. And we'd lost all of them. So it was quite a new squad and it was a young squad and inexperienced. And, and it was time for us all to, you know, the small group of us probably to step up and try and drive everyone forward, which we've, we've tried to do. And... Um, but it was good, but because the first game we played, they gave it to Charlie, didn't they? Big, Charlie, yeah, big, big, gorgeous, and he
0: made an assist. Big eh? gorgeous
1: <laughs> got it. Aye, big gorgeous. Charlie <laughs> got it. And um, but then, obviously, when the gaffer told me I was getting it, um, I remember him saying, you know, I-, I want somebody for, you know, maybe the next five, six years. And and Charlie was brilliant with me, because I was worried, not worried, but I was a wee bit thinking. I mean, is Charlie going to be, you know, a wee bit gutted did that? But Charlie pulled me straight, I and mean, he's like, Rob, we had a chat with the gaffer. Not a problem, Jimmy. You know I think mean? you're brilliant for it, and all that. And that's why, Jimmy. You know mean? He was, he was, he's vice captain, and Jimmy, um, you know mean? he, he support, he supported me brilliantly so far, and um, that's why because we had that respect. Because I didn't, I, do you know I mean I get told, and I didn't really tell anyone because I thought, Jimmy, you know mean? I, I need to make a Charlie got already told, uh-huh. but I had the respect for Charlie, but um, luckily he took it so well. And then you went back to your room and went mental. Huh? <laughs> 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 went mental, I but. It was a um, do you know what I mean when, when the gaffer pulled me in, it was just it was one of the moments the Sur- Surreal. you surreal eye, and you sit down with him and it was just like this, and the gaffer do you want, I want you to be my captain going forward and he's like, like I think he asked me, Would I accept it? And I'm like Of course. Do you know what I mean I was like it's not even but I walked out and I'm like you know, like and it did take me back and told my missus and told my mum and dad and I just told them not to tell anyone just now because it was getting announced the next day um, and I was just like keep it hush and then I told all my family just before it got announced so they were all delighted but as it's, even now it's still surreal I mean every game when you put on the armband it will take a bit to get used to
0: Another one I wanted to ask you did, did uh, your manager at Liverpool say anything to you when you got the Scotland captaincy?
1: Yeah I text him um, I text him saying just so you know um, I'm getting the captaincy no, just, just out of respect as such because I didn't want him um, finding out say off somebody else so I'd spoke to the press office at Liverpool told him and he was like you should probably tell the gaffer he, he likes stuff like that so I texted him and I was like Gaffer thank like I'm, uh, the captain thanks very much for everything that you've done do you, know what you mean like I hope it's going to be successful or that? And then he just texts back in big capital letters, he's like, You're the real Scottish brave fart now. That's <laughs> what I say. And I was like, Brilliant, I was like, he, he gave me a wee dance emoji, I'm like, "Bro, what I signed him up. Yeah, because there was one game last year Man City in the Champions League, and I, my calf was, uh, I'd done it at the weekend. And they weren't sure no, I was going Dundee to play. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, they weren't sure I was going to play. So, um, but and then I I managed to pull through, and he was like, "Oh, brave heart and all this." So and then he's like, "Now you're the real brave heart." Uh-huh. So he's all the built, Scottish stuff, eh? Uh-huh. Ah, uh, it was brilliant. Good. So uh, he always says he can't understand me, but other than that, he loves <laughs> it.
0: So uh, you've achieved so much in a short space of time, but surely getting Scotland
1: to a major tournaments, the big game. That'd be up there. Yeah, it'd be the that's the biggest aim for me. Um, you know, we've got a good chance and. Um, because like when I said, when I got the captaincy, the one thing that Bruni and Fletch will have a massive regret is they never managed to do it. Do you know what I mean? Fantastic captains, but they just fell short when, do you know I mean? They would have been gutted. And that's one thing that I don't want. Do you know what I mean? I, when I pass the armband on to whoever it will be next, then I don't want to look back on it and go, do you know what I mean? I, I didn't quite manage it. Um, and that's, that's our biggest aim because it's a regret because you can see there's quality they're in it's an exciting squad of course but like I can see when I look at you know I, I, they won't mind me saying it but when I look at Charlie and Neisy and stuff like that it's now that they do everything it's like they're desperate for it now because they know they've probably only got one or two uh-huh. campaigns left do you know what I mean and you can see the kind of you know they're just desperate for everything to go right and probably things like if we like the result against Israel probably affected them more because they're thinking do you know what I mean that's just took a hit and they're desperate for it of course we are all desperate but the older you get you think I'm never going to get there Mm -hmm. we've got youth on our side and we've still got it but the main aim is to get to this Euros and if we can do it then we've got an exciting squad but it's just about getting the best out of all of us because the Tartan Army are desperate for it oh they're desperate for it how good are they? (laughs) aye they're brilliant and do you mean they, they deserve they deserve to go to the Euros or the World Cup I think Every other fan, you know, talks about how they missed them and all. That. You see them on the way trips. I mean, they're brilliant, and um, you know they deserve a major tournament. And, and that's our main aim to try and get them there. Last question:
0: Media our podcast at Hamden. There's now a big mural of your face up on Hamden. <laughs> how weird is that? Grew up no far from it to see your face up. I
1: yeah. seen it. I seen it the other the it's other game picture, when I uh, a bad, bad, bad <laughs> you know, But we played we played Portugal and I have um, seen it going up. And somebody'd sent me a picture of it. And then um it was actually quite funny. I was I was telling I was getting a lift home by my mum and dad and my uncle uh, after the game. And I was like, there's the it's just up there and they couldn't see it. And my mum was sh- my dad, like my dad's like, he's like I just gets home. That's it. <laughs> my mum's like, take us round. There. I was like, take me round to see it, I want to see it, I want to see. She's like, I want to see my baby up there and like, she's in there. But Um and I was I, I was that just leave I was like let us go home and so we ended up just going home but it's one of the moments that you just like. I mean grew up not far from it played there with Queen's Park Amateur and you look at it and now your face is up in the wall so hopefully a few of the other lads uh, join us but I'm hoping for again no Charlie to go up next to me (laughs) (laughs) Andy top man (laughs) top man thanks very much mate cheers top man
0: It's the new football season, and now TV's hit the back of the net.
1: Oh, it's a stunner!
0: As you can get the Sky Sports
1: and Sports Extra Passes half price for three months. Now that's more like it! So, you can stream Sky Sports, Premier Sports and BT Sport at 50% off, and all without a contract. It's perfect! That is world class Your sport on your terms Search Now TV Sports to find out more 18 plus content streamed via internet Standard pricing after three months Further terms apply Isn't it curious that every member of your family Has a different voice That a baby can recognise their mother's voice From inside the womb That identical twins have the exact same vocal cords But usually don't sound similar And teenagers can sense the tone of their dad's voice When he says I'll think about it Even over WhatsApp I'll think about it. Let your family follow their curiosity with unlimited data when you bring everyone's plans together on Vodafone's multi mobile Red Family plan. Get a third plan for only €15 per month. 12 month contract, €15 per month. Max speed 10 megabits per second applies when you add Red Unlimited SIM only as a third plan with Red Family. See Vodafone.ie for full terms.